We'll look tonight into the into the book of Second Kings, chapter five, verses nine through eleven. Second Kings five five nine. So Naaman came with his horses and with his chariot and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him, saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. But Naaman was wroth, and went away, and said, Behold, I thought. Everything was going so well. A wonderful story, a wonderful design by God himself for the good of a man named Naaman. Going so well until I thought was thrown in. God's ways are so much higher than ours, aren't they? And we think a lot. How many times have I thought and said, I thought, I think. But God's ways are God's ways. And they are for man just to stand back and say, Amen, Lord, have your way. That seems like a simple lesson to learn, doesn't it? Well, we're always learning it. God's always patient. But, you know, this, this story was so beautiful. This isn't a fairy tale story. It's a real story. There was a man named Naaman who was captain of the Syrian army. And that man had a reputation. He was used to conquering. He was used to having victory and well-respected. But the man was a leper. And it is, this fact is, by chance, no God's in design of the whole thing, where his wife had a little maiden waiting on her who was captive from Israel. Not a very pleasant scene and situation for the maiden. I'd like to know her story. She was well known and grounded in the power and love of God, for she said to her, her mistress, she said, would that the, my master would go to Samaria. There is a prophet there that would heal him of his leprosy. That's a whole story in itself. And the fact she wasn't prejudiced and thinking, well, I deserve, if it serves him right. And especially an Israelite, Jews would be so bound to do that. Uh, she was far ahead of someone like Noah, or I mean Jonah, and by uh, Jonah, Jonah and but she said that to her mistress, and she, and she said that to her husband. He told the king, and the king says, you're going there because I need you. So he was on his way, and we read the story where he came. Damon was looking at his healing. He was right there. He came all that way and was right there. To the land of Samaria and of Israel. And then he thought. That's pretty powerful. It speaks a lot, doesn't it? So uh, 
the man, the man was, uh, man has a thinking capacity that is incredible that God has given us compared to his other creatures. God has, we are truly fearfully and wonderfully made. We are able to think and rationalize in an amazing way. Man has accomplished so many things compared to the rest of God's creatures. But man has a soul, an eternal soul, that needs to make heaven. Our soul needs to dwell forever with God and not be lost with the enemy of our soul who is not going to spend eternity in heaven. But man gave, God gave man an incredible capacity for thinking, but man needs to get his mind in gear in the right way to connect with the mind of God to be able to have the proper effect on his heart as he lives in this life so his mind and heart can get his soul to heaven, his home. So how important it is for our minds to be able to connect with God. What about God's mind? His, uh, Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 says this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heaven are higher than the earth, so are my ways than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So man must connect purposely with the mind of God. We need the mind of God. We certainly can't take the whole thing. It's beyond our comprehension. His ways are not our ways, or his thoughts, our thoughts. But we need a connection. We need to appreciate it and reach out to it and have it affect our mind and our hearts and affecting our soul. That is so important. I'm talking of the testimony of saints about the purpose of life. That's the purpose of life. One old stalwart said, life is simply a dressing room for eternity. And that's truly what it is. And so man has an incredible capacity for this, but it is so important for our, our mind to connect with God's. So in 1 Corinthians, Paul said this, 1 Corinthians 2.16, For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Wow. We want to be on board with that one. He said, but we have the mind of Christ. Investing 101 would be simply taking our little and get it connected to something really big, far beyond us. And then that will help us, everything about us, what the little bit we have, that's going to have every impact on our little bit. We can connect to something really big, a really big investment. What a potential. What about the man, the mind of man, connecting to the mind of God? Talk about potential. We should be interested. We are. 
That's why we're here. Potential for our spiritual and entire well-being. Our spiritual well-being. Our entire well-being while here. Connect to God's. Obedience is 100% investment in the mind and will of God. How do you beat that? In God, you can't invest better than that one. Disobedience is zero, zero interest in the things of God. Zero benefit. And it's just down here to this level and uh, of man's level, and that will never get our soul to heaven. That'll never give us the happiness in this life that God had in mind. Naaman was a thinking man. Naaman was a strategy man. He was a planning man. And he was a hard man to outwit. And it's interesting, before he ever left on his trip, he had it all figured out. I am going to make this happen one way or the other. I'm going to take... I'm not just going to go there. I'm going to take treasures. I'm going to take treasures that no one can pass up. And I'm going to take them with me. And if he has any reluctance, any reason that, after all, he isn't an Israelite, or whatever it could be, he could go through his mind, if any reluctance there, I'm going to make this happen because I'm bringing this, and he will never refuse that. So I'm going to make this happen. He did a lot of thinking. He had a lot of plans. And even, the maybe they talked about him and the king of Syria. The king said, well, I'm going to send a letter. We'll get this all fixed. We're going to make it happen. And I'm going to send a letter to send for you straight from me, my signature, and you take it to the king of Israel. And he, if he can have, he has power and he can make that prophet heal you. Maybe you'll use some of these tracers to persuade him in that way. But either way, this is going to work. It's going to happen. How foolish to God. God had a plan. God has a plan for you. God has a plan for me. Oh, what a blessing just to say, Lord, I want your will. I want your mind. I can't figure it out. Know the mind of God, but I want it. Your mind towards me, I want it. We need this. And so how foolish. You know, it's really hard work doing God's thinking for him. That's a lot of hard work. And what a waste of time. To our own detriment. You know, uh, David. Thought of David, that wonderful Psalm 139th Psalm. And it starts out something like, uh, Thou was that was searched me and known me. And, uh, you know, my, my down sittings, my uprisings, you, you, you know, my, you know, my thoughts are far off. David's thinking about all this. You, you know, my thoughts about, you've encompassed my path. You're before me and behind me. You know, the, the words, the, the words of my tongue. You're, you're everywhere. Who, who could go from, from the presence of the Lord. And as he thought about it, he said, this, this is too wonderful for me. The whole concept of this, it's high. I can't attain unto it. I can't attain to the, attain to the, the mind of God, but this is, the, the more, but I'm trying. He was trying. He was contending. 
What did Jude tell the latter rain gospel saints? That's you and me. Earnestly contend for the faith. It was once considered delivered unto the saints. Well, here's, I like to think of David. That's a wording is similar to that. He was, he was, he was contending as he, it just overwhelmed him. The more he realized the potential and the power and height of God compared to him and the fact that God knew all about him and way ahead of him. And the more he would think of that and the more he realized it, it just got that much more wonderful. He says, it's high. I can't, can, I can't attain unto it, but I'm trying. He didn't say those words, but that's, that's what we get. He's contending. Satan would have us in our thinking stay down here. Just among this old world, what you do and say and think every day, what you're around every day at school, around every day at work, all of the, the kind of conversation, the kind of goals. And Satan would just love to have us right down here investing nothing into the mind and power of God. But God would have us just bring us to his level, not down here. Uh, Proverbs in Proverbs 14 and 16, I believe, also says there, tells us there, there is a way that seemeth right unto man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. We need higher than this. And God is the one who loves us. Look what he was doing for a man like Naaman. What a plan. The love of God right there is beyond our comprehension. It's beyond where our mind can really go. But we sure want to try to get there. We want to be connected to, to God's level. Naaman, his way... His thought was, well, I think the, the prophet himself should have come out here. And he should have, uh, he should have made a, a great, wonderful prayer. And he should have, uh, just done some, uh, stretch his hands out and, and just said this great prayer and this great, uh, uh, ado, just whatever Damon had in mind. And if nothing else, I at least should be dipping in a cleaner river. You know, pride doesn't connect very well with common sense. It really doesn't. You want to have real good common sense, get real pride. And But we need God's help on that, don't we? Connect with The more we connect with God, where does pride have any way? We realize God is God and we're down here. But God loves us. Thank God for his, for what he has in mind for us. And thank God for common people. When the Lord was on this earth, where we read, then the common people heard him gladly. There's lots of interpretations of that word common. But the point is, there were many people, doesn't matter what their, their status was, there would be all, all over the place, but common was probably not on a high horse like Naaman. And so there was his servants saying, you know, if he asked you to do some great hard thing, dangerous thing, you'd have done it. Why not just wash? Why not just wash? Yeah, but. That, that just comes easy, doesn't it? Yeah, but. Even if it's, that, it, yeah, but it can't be that easy. Naaman went and washed. 
Let me read 14 through 17, verses 14 through 17. Then went he down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a child, and he was clean. And he returned to the man of God, he and all his company, and came and stood before him. And he said, Behold, now I know there is no God in all the earth, but in uh, but in Israel. Now therefore I pray thee, take a blessing of thy servant. Here's the treasures again. But he said, As the Lord liveth, behold, whom I stand, I will receive none. And he urged him to take it, but he refused. And Naaman said, Shall there not then, I pray thee, be given to thy servant himself two mules' burden of earth, dirt, dirt. For thy servant will henceforth offer neither burnt offering nor sacrifice under other gods, but unto the Lord. The, the treasures, he couldn't get rid of them. He couldn't get rid of them with the king. He couldn't get rid of them with the prophet. But he got his cleansing. God's ways are so much higher than our ways. Aren't you glad he doesn't require any more than what we read in this story? Simple obedience, the love of God. Satan wants to pull our thoughts down. Just real quickly, you know, there's the servant of Elisha. Somehow, everywhere he had been, Gehazi, somehow got to looking at those riches. And his thoughts went way down from God. That's Satan's business, isn't it? Bring your mind, stay it on the Lord, bring it down to the earth, to all the things around us. And somehow, Gehazi got that in his mind, and he went running after Naaman with a story saying some sons of the prophets came and come along and, and, and my master here said, well, maybe I don't need it here and we don't need it, but we'd like some for them. And so, so Naaman, he couldn't get rid of it anyway. He was thrilled to have his dirt. And so he said, sure, take it, load it up and load up the animals. I'll send you some servants with you with his goods. And away he went and he stashed it and went and saw Elisha. Now remember, connecting to the mind of God is incredible. Elisha's connected to the mind of God, and he said, Gehazi, didn't my heart go with you? Remember what David said about God? He said, this is, is this a time for gathering this? He says, Naaman's leprosy is now on you and on your seed. And he went, left the presence of the man of God as white as snow. We're not interested in that. We're not interested in that at all. We had two men. I pictured two men standing there, Gehazi and Naaman. And we have the story of the, of the elements around us. We have, there's two men from total different backgrounds. Naaman, a heathen. Gehazi, a servant of Elisha. Elisha, who performed twice the, the miracles that Elijah did. Gehazi is his servant. 
And, and so what a story. Here, here they're talking, conversing about uh, Gehazi's story. Opposite background. We're talking about a sickness versus healing. We're talking about obedience versus disobedience. We're talking about treasures versus dirt. And one, uh, the difference, one of them was coming, the other was going. Which way are we going? God help us. We want to come closer and closer to the Lord. Connect with the Lord. We want 100% investment. We want that kind of return. We want God's return. Oh, what a, what a wonderful and, uh, thing. And Naaman was so thrilled. He was so happy. He didn't, couldn't care less about the stuff he brought. He was going home with some earth. Earth from Israel, from Samaria, the place where he was healed, maybe right alongside that dirty river Jordan. He didn't want to go in. He had that dirt and he was, he was thrilled. He was going to, he had a treasure of his own. He had a new treasure. He was going to set up apparently some kind of a little prayer spot with this dirt and he could kneel on this same dirt from where he got healed. Right there with the prophet and the power of God was. And so he's going to set up his own little Little prayer spot. He had a new treasure. And when he got home, he, 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 the story you must have been telling, I found I can just trust and obey the God of heaven. I don't have to think so much. I don't have to put my thoughts in it. I just have to trust and obey the Lord. Even going on with his daily activities, his planning. He's so used to doing that. I'm sure he would have thought, well, okay, I got my plan, but now, wait a minute. What does God think about this? Lord, what should I do here? This was a new man. He was connected to the power and the, the, the mind of God. Listen to what, in the closing here, what Jeremiah said in 29.11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. How about heaven? This is the Lord's words. These are exciting words. Aren't you glad these aren't words of man? They're great sounding words. It would be nice for uh, for just to hear that from another person. There's nice thoughts, and, and maybe they're, they have some power and all this. But aren't you thankful this isn't on man's level? This is God speaking this. This is God's level, speaking it to you and me. God's level, and what does Paul say again when he's talking to the Corinthians in Corinthians 2.9? But as it is written, here we are trying to connect with God, and, God, and David said, it's, it's, it's too wonderful for me. But he's, he's, he's contending. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. We want this kind of return. We want to be on board. Get your mind connected to God. That's what we want. We can't know all about God, but all we want what God has in mind for us. 
And we just want to be able to say, Lord, I'm, I want to be 100% invested in your mind. Satan wants to bring it down, but want to say, Lord, I want my mind invested in your mind, in your plans, in your will for me. And many times in the Lord, the Lord calls us, simply calls us to just kneel and, and open our heart to God and just surrender. But many times we can think, yeah, but I better do this first. Better do that first. No, no thinking, just obey. We don't want our thoughts mixed up with God's. God helps and guides our thoughts. What a, what a blessing that is. Blessing upon blessing. We could go on and on. But yes, we want to be connected. We want to be like, like Naaman found and what Naaman discovered, thrilled as could be. Love to heard that man's testimony and what he had to say at home. But yes, thank God we can be. God is the same. This world's going down. God stays up in heaven, and he has the best in mind for you and me. If you're not saved, just come and ask God to save your soul. If the, the, the enemy tries to put thoughts in your mind, and no, not yet, you can't. Put those aside. Remember, they don't belong there. Let God have his way. Oh, what a thrill. Just like Naaman, sanctify you. He wants to do that. He wants to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. God wants to do, we can bring our healings. Say, Lord, have your way here for your honor and glory. Thank God we can trust him. Let's stand and sing 578. And you're not invited to come forward and pray.